0: Hello and welcome to the Nursing Standard podcast. I'm Flavia Munn, Editor of Nursing Standard. The topic of this episode is wellbeing. The COVID-19 pandemic has been immensely challenging for all health and social care staff and indeed other key workers. Nursing students have also experienced feelings of apprehension or fear as they stepped in to support the workforce. Many students have also seen their placements changed and all have undergone online learning. It's fair to say all health and social care staff have felt and really continue to feel stress, emotional fatigue and exhaustion and are looking for support. So what can time poor and tired staff and students do to support their well-being, especially as we emerge from the pandemic? Joining me to discuss this is Tonks Fawcett, Professor of Student Learning, Nurse Education, at University of Edinburgh. Tonks is one of the course tutors on a free, massive, open online course on self-care and well-being, jointly run by FutureLearn, University of Edinburgh and the Royal College of Physicians of Edinburgh. So hello and welcome to the podcast, Tonks.
1: Hello, Flavia. Nice to be here. It's
0: lovely to have you. So to begin, as I was saying in the introductory remarks about the stress facing staff and students, can you give your insight and experience into life over the past two years for for students and indeed
1: yourself and
0: and colleagues? And also perhaps explain how this has led to the um, course itself.
1: Yes, of course. I mean, everyone is aware how the COVID pandemic has affected nurses and healthcare professions and anybody caring for the vulnerable or the ill or the dependent. And we were taken so by surprise by this pandemic that everybody had to suddenly kick into action to accelerate their work and to meet needs that they weren't anticipating. Um, It was a, a different world, and particularly when we realized how seriously ill some patients would become. And for me, essentially looking after my undergraduate student nurses, their world was turned upside down. And for some, they couldn't practice nursing at all. For others, they suddenly were in placements they weren't anticipating, meeting patients they hadn't anticipated being so ill, seeing staff who were going to be supporting them, very stressed and anxious, anxious about the students, anxious about the patients, anxious about themselves. And this didn't just change overnight. It went on for months after months. And it became obvious that the nurses, the doctors and the allied health professions, the carers, the families were meeting overwhelm in every sense. And something had to be done to help support these individuals. Mm.
0: And how did the
1: thinking then lead to the, the course itself? Well, this particular massive open online course was developed from one that was produced at the beginning of the pandemic, which was on critical care, and it was to help uh, healthcare practitioners cope with the COVID critical care issues. And this MOOC was created very quickly, Um, and it was wonderful. It has been uh, used by over 57,000 individuals to date. but. One of the elements of that course was on self-care and well-being, and we realised that the healthcare professionals using the critical care MOOC, their their most popular one was obviously about the deteriorating patient and managing the critically ill COVID individual, but the second most popular element of that MOOC was the one on self-care and well-being and self-compassion, and we realised that we could develop a MOOC devoted to that. To help the healthcare professions.
0: Mm, yeah, that's that's really interesting and it, unsurprising, really, the the wellbeing um, element being popular. So, could you expand on uh, what the course in, involves? And I'm also interested to talk about, you know, how um users, for want of a better word. <laughs> Um manage the the modules, because, as you know well you know they're they're all very um time pressed
1: yes, I mean when you hear nurses and doctors and physios and dietitians, anyone saying we haven't enough time to do our work, we can't give them the personal care we want to give. You think, well, how are you ever going to manage? to take part in a a self-caring MOOC, because surely that's using up the precious time you need for patients. And we did consider this very carefully. And it's a wonderful three-week course that you can dip into and out of, taking a little time or longer time, whatever you've got to spare. Um, And it's important that the individuals who enrol on this course know that this is about helping them. Our aim is to reduce the stress and protect from overwhelm and burnout. And the key to this course is self-compassion and self-kindness and the practice of kindness. Um, It isn't just little techniques. It has got a theoretical basis. So the, the course is divided into three weeks. And the first week introduces the learners, if I can call them that, to the key concepts of caring human factors like empathy and compassion and kindness. And to um, the more in-depth understanding of what we call trauma-sensitive mindfulness. Now, I know when I think of my student nurses, if I say the word trauma, they immediately think of road traffic accidents. Mm -hmm. But this is about personal and emotional trauma. And understanding trauma-sensitive mindfulness is important. So the first week introduces the learner to these concepts and introduces them to some gentle, easy practices to familiarize themselves with what the next two weeks are going to be about. Um, it, it's quite interesting because we all find it difficult to come out of that driven doing activity and to actually come back to ourselves and to ourselves as being rather than doing and nurses are the world's worst because we're always doing and we always feel driven and so to suggest that perhaps we find techniques where we can come back and have a sense of ourselves and an awareness of ourselves and of our being to allow us then to be able to calm our overexcited nervous system, something we call amygdala hijacking, and to be able to experience calm and a sense of self-kindness. So the first week introduces the learners to this. The second week then goes and looks specifically at the the caring practices they can do, for self-caring practices, to help them cope in the midst of a crisis, because that's sometimes the worst time when that fight, fright, nervous system reaction that actually can move into the less well-known sense of freezing, where the poor practitioner doesn't know what to do with themselves. So we try and find in the moment techniques to be able to calm and get a sense of being. Simple little exercises like the feet on the floor and the seat on the chair, getting a sense of our own personal sense of being. Um, And sometimes that takes a little while. And some of the learners say it takes some gentle practice to be able to get that self-awareness and sense of being and not be thinking about the doing. And being driven and the activity. Mm. It's quite, it's quite difficult. And the lovely way um, that my colleague Kitty puts it, Kitty Wheater, is that we tend to spend our lives reliving the past and pre-living the future, but never take that moment to be in the sense of the present. So these are skills. And I think once the individual acquires those skills, Mm. then they get the rewards. And it's been wonderful getting the feedback uh, saying how rewarding they found it, even though at first it was hard to get into that sense of being and self-awareness and not be thinking about the doing activities and thinking about the future or reflecting on the past. And the third week looks at the aftermath of any overwhelming event or overwhelming period and um, helps them understand this sense of self-acceptance, self-kindness, accepting that we are all imperfect, that we are all vulnerable at times. And so we then we leave the the learners with some self-care texts they might want to look at and some final thoughts that they can share with others. Now, that, Flavia, is just a thumbnail sketch of the three weeks. Mm-hmm. And i rather suggested, I could talk for ages about this. <laughs> I'll let you ask me questions before I go. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's very, very
0: useful. I was going to follow up with that, actually, asking, can um, people who take part in the course then
1: dip back into it after oh. the three weeks? Absolutely. The Mm. whole virtue, what we think is a virtue, is that they can move back and forward. And if you like, iterate between week one, two and three at any moment. And if, for example, there's there's one um, exercise called uh, the the three step breathing uh, space. And if they're having difficulty with that in the first week and in the second week, they're encouraged to use it, then they can go back into the first week and try it again. Um I think it's important to say that this, of course, is a pre recorded MOoc it's not live, yes. so our whole our whole aim is to prevent this overwhelm um so we try to communicate our material with kindness and a sense of the common humanity we all share um we're We're, we're wanting people to. Feel enhanced by this program. It's not a competition. It's about making people feel better about themselves, being able to find themselves and feel equipped to be able to move on. And as we say in our introduction, if we do not care for ourselves, we cannot care for others. So this is, this is not indulgence. This is an important way of enhancing one's own self-identity, self-awareness to enhance their practice as carers in whatever profession or role they are carrying. Mm,
0: and I imagine not about getting a certificate, it's very much about learning and I- I- experiential practice.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It's for them to feel better, to feel better about themselves, feel more positive moving forward. The, the sense of overwhelm is, is so debilitating that individuals can lose confidence and forget themselves and and the importance of their own being um we have a one exercise which i rather like and it's called the gratitude diary Mm. And it's a relaxing, they get the sense of self-awareness, the felt sense of the body and full relaxation. And then are asked to think about some small pleasing moment, some moment of pleasure and of calm. Um, and the fact that it allows the individual to think about in what might have been a dreadful day, as they came in to do these exercises, to think about one small pleasant part of that day, one moment when the sun shone through the window and looked so pretty, or a kind conversation with a colleague, or even a cup of coffee at a needed moment. Um, but there are many small exercises like this. It is, it is very gradual and personal and gentle.
0: Mm thank you I wanted to ask you as well that's a useful segue into into my next question really because I wanted to ask you about um self-care as as a, as a concept you know as I'm sure you're very much aware you know it can get a a poor reception with with some feeling that you know the stress they experience is the result of the the demands they have in their job and you know perhaps you know not sufficient support from you know employers that that kind of thing I, I want to see what the what the sort of feedback has been and you know how people are, are seeing um self-care as, as a concept
1: yes the feedback has been lovely to date it's been going the, the course now has been going for about six weeks mm-hmm. and the feedback is very much about um their own personal journey and the self-awareness of their body that's come back their feeling of who they are and not being driven by the stress of the the, the, the moment in practice One of the things that we do in this course in terms of self-care is helping understand the the role of the nervous system and and to honor the nervous system and not see it as an enemy that we fight, but trying to treat our uh, nervous system with the kindness. And compassion of it's trying to respond and keep us safe. We tend to always look at the fight flight response as yes, it's some, some horrible enemy coming to attack us and it's keeping us safe, but we need to honor and respect it, not see it as the enemy. So that is the way we tend to take the self care is trying to understand what our bodies are doing and how they're trying to protect us and how we can move beyond that to having body awareness and calmness and self-kindness and there's an exercise called the hand and fist exercise which is a wonderful way where you make a fist with one hand and the fist is to is preserving safety and you're asked to open up with the other hand and try hard to open up that fist and try to see how you feel while you're doing that tense and Keeping the fist closed while the other hand's trying to open it up and then relaxing again and this time taking the other hand and wrapping it round the fist with kindness and protection and seeing how the body feels then and that sense of calmness and, and honouring the nervous system for what it is and why it is there. So there's very different ways of looking at self-care. Mm-hmm. It isn't ignoring the reality of the system in which we work and care, and aspects of the system that may need to change in order to, for us to feel that we do have self-care.
0: Mm, definitely. I was just doing that fist exercise as you were <laughs> talking
1: through it. So. Oh, be assured, I have done it very poorly. Um, <laughs> when you see it on the course, it's done by an expert who does it beautifully <laughs> and calmly, um, which, which, which I love.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. No, I, I, I'm a um, qualified yoga teacher. So I, um, oh, well. yeah, so I, I, I do. Um, I don't know about this, this, the, the fifth one, but I obviously, all, yes. all you're talking about fight, flight and the nervous system. I, I get what you're saying. Yes. And we, we had actually we had a uh, critical care nurse on the podcast before, who's also a, a yoga teacher, and, and she did some practical exercises as well. And, and that proved really popular. So, um,
1: yeah. It, it just changes your perception about yourself. And I think it's important. It's not self indulgence, indulgence. Mm. It, it's self awareness mm. and it's being able to know oneself what one's vulnerabilities are, how you can feel more at ease with yourself, how you can be so much more accepting of yourself to move forward and realize there will always be stresses in our lives. But we have choices as to how we react to them, whether we act to them with with anger and hostility or whether we have the choice to act with kindness in response to them um, it, it's just we, we just it's a Dalai Lama that says if we meet difficult circumstances we either have the choice to be hardened by them or we have the choice to be softened by them and this course helps us to be softened by these difficult circumstances rather than to be hardened.
0: Mm, thank you. That's a great quote too um I wanted to ask you as well about um your your personal experience of of the course as as well i I know you you don't do some of the the teaching of the specific practices, but I wonder what you've learned and if there's any particular well being tip that you can
1: share with us well I have learned so much um and it, it's 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 so gently put. It's no one is making huge demands. There's there's no sense of course there's no sense of threat or or this has got to be achieved by if you take it at your own pace. Um it is there to enhance your own awareness of yourself and I think that's what I've gained from it, that I can see all these wonderful practices and how simple they can be to actually calm an individual who you might have observed absolutely as tight as a drum, you know, the amygdala hijacking Mm -hmm. and they're tense and they say what can I do I can do nothing and you can actually say no this course allows you to find a moment particularly in the second week that in that midst of crisis when you think everything's falling apart and we've all had this as nurses days when everything just falls apart and you think ah, and you just want to run but what you actually do is you stand back you take a moment you may think have I got that precious moment but you take that moment to do the breathing exercise or even the hand and fist or some way of just helping yourself into the being of the moment to actually restore that calm, to be able to then move on. And you move on so much more effectively. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because we all know when we're stressed, we don't perform so well. Now, we all know a little bit of stress enhances that um, performance, Mm -hmm. but we're talking about that excessive stress, that that sense. A word that I didn't used to use, few years back, this word overwhelm, we all used overwhelming, but overwhelm, and it's a very, very good word to describe, a better word than burnout that is often a little misunderstood as a concept, but overwhelm just speaks volumes
0: mm yeah definitely and and finally what what is next for for this uh MOoc and I wonder how you know perhaps it it might be used to to help people recover from the pandemic
1: i I think so. I think we see this as having a long window, and I would like to feel that people that have done the course will share it with others because we've kept it, as I was saying, very broad. You know, it's for health and social care and for carers. And one of our lovely r- review comments was how much this has been valued by a carer. Um, mm-hmm. And this has really helped her in her caring role, which sometimes filled her with overwhelm, um, even out with the pandemic. But as we, we all know, the pandemic has made all the previous concerns with overwhelm um, accentuated Mm. yeah so we would see it being uh, used as broadly as people find it valuable Mm. Um, and there's some lovely some lovely resources for people to read they don't need to read any of them but if they choose some of them and we all chose our favorite texts and books and And links that people might find helpful. And what's also been lovely, Flavia, is that some of the reviewers have also given us links to um, some uh, sites that they found useful or some webinars or podcasts that they found helpful. And that's lovely because this is shared learning, shared appreciation of what we can do. And we are not running this course, definitely not me, as experts. There's some are more expert than others, but we're all learning.
0: Yeah, and also it sounds like you're building a a community really as well.
1: Well, it's lovely to have the discussions and we go in as facilitators to see all their responses, which Mm -hmm. have been quite touching and, you know, it can feel quite emotional when you see the lovely responses they give. Mm -hmm. But because you realise that their response means that it's helped them and that's all we want to do is to help them to do the wonderful work they're trying to do. So so it's very nice. The reviews are very good, but it also gives that little community of learners. And what I've appreciated is some of the learners have come in to respond to another learner to say how how a certain technique could help them. So there are little discussions developing between the learners, even though, as I said, this is pre-recorded, not live.
0: Yeah, that's really good to hear. And, and finally, really, how can people
1: access it? I know it's free, so. That's yes, great. <laughs> Um Well, you've uh, uh, spread the word and there's a, there's a link that's going on. We've done a lot of mailing um, in all the areas, so most people should be aware of it. It's easy to find. Um, but uh, your tweeting and uh, has helped a great deal, and we have had—I think we've now got 1,800 learners doing the course. So, and that wherever I get an opportunity, I give the link, and I know I've, I've given it to you. Mm-hmm. So, we hope that it will spread out. But um, it's the the, um, the the health boards have used it, and so so it has spread round. And wherever we go, we spread the link.
0: Mm-hmm. And but is it open to, on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. We'll include it in the the details, the the show notes of this episode. And is it open to? Uh, is it just open to those in the UK, or is it open? No. No. Anywhere. International. That's, right.
1: that's the whole virtue of massive open online courses but I thought, mm, and I thought mm. how the critical care MOOC that really generated this MOOC, um, which was created in two or three weeks, which is unbelievably <laughs> quick. Mm. And, and the fact that it's had, I think I said 57,000 users, but it's nearly that, that's all over the world. To be fair, most of them are in the U.K. or the U.S. or Australia, but it's worldwide. Mm. Um, Wonderful. These massive open online courses are amazing. Yeah. Uh,
0: that's really, that's really encouraging to hear. And yeah, we'll, we'll certainly include all, all the details of it in, in, in the notes to, to this show as well. Yes. So, thank you very much, uh, Tonks for taking part in the podcast and for sharing about this, this course, which, you know, I personally think, uh, sounds fantastic. And, um, I hope others, uh, benefit from it.
1: Well, thank you. It's been a real privilege to be able to come and talk about it. And I know the University of Edinburgh, well, of course, you'll find that the link to this course and the Royal College of Physicians and Future FutureLearn um, have been simply wonderful in supporting this MOOC. Um, so I hope I hope it has all the positivity and the outcomes that we're all looking for um, for those that use it. And we look forward to seeing further feedback from everybody. So thank you so much, Flavia. Thank you and thank you very
0: much for listening just a reminder that all the resources connected with this episode of the show can be found at rcni.com forward slash podcast where you can also catch up on any episodes you may have missed or simply want to play back and we greatly appreciate any feedback so please do rate or review us on apple or spotify podcasts which will also help other people to find us i hope you enjoyed the show